Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to this episode of The Great America Show. We begin with the sight of President Biden taking a digger on his bike while at a full stop with both feet on the ground. Biden keeled over off his bike on his right side, unhurt, and the solicitous corporatist media marveling that an 80-year-old man could actually ride a bike to begin with. And so it goes. The Biden White House exodus is astonishing. It looks more like a jailbreak as staffers at all levels are bailing on the puppet presidency. Burned out and used up, they say. Afghanistan, China virus, high inflation, Ukraine, shortages of baby formula and markets in turmoil. It's easy to forget that Biden hasn't yet been in office a full year and a half, and he's screwed up every policy, every initiative that he's taken, none of which are in the national interest. The Biden disaster goes on. His staff isn't going on, though. Many have now just gone. And gone, too, is the Marxist Dems' hopes for a big TV audience for their sham January 6th committee hearings. President Trump gleefully calling the ratings absolutely awful. The hearings have served as an unnecessary reminder to all of us of the stupidity and the evil of the political shills who make up the committee. Adam Schiff, Jamie Raskin, Rhinos, Liz Cheney, and Adam Kensinger. Kensinger obviously is bored by the farcical hearings as everyone else. He decided to take time to castigate all of Christianity. That's right, the self-righteous Judas of a Republican telling Christians to stop their worship of Donald Trump. They don't, but he didn't notice. Wow, the man whose mad hatred of Trump destroyed his political career wants to spread his madness and evil intent. Kinzinger calling on churches to welcome Democrats and then turn their backs on the object of Kinzinger's mad hate. President Trump makes perfect sense, right? You'll be pleased to know that Kensinger isn't the only one instructing us in our Christian faith. Vice President Kamala Harris sharing with us not only her knowledge, her deep vision, and deeply knowledgeable public policy counsel, but also explaining the Bible to us, specifically what the Bible says about abortion. Harris claims there's no conflict between her faith and abortion. Harris is playing to the crowd, of course, planning to further protest the Supreme Court when it hands down the ruling expected to overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. As to abortion, the Bible is filled with references to the sanctity of the unborn. And to me, it seems at least, we have an historic moment to reflect on the tens of millions of abortions that have taken place in America in the last half century. I believe God is giving us a chance at atonement, a chance which we could seek forgiveness and set a new path forward that recognizes the sanctity of the unborn, a greater understanding of our responsibility as Americans 
to do far better as a nation, as a people, as children of God. One man's opinion, but I'm hopeful and I'm prayerful about this one wonderful moment that could make America and Americans much better. Change, as I've said, definitely in the air. Whether it's the Supreme Court reversing Roe v. Wade or the bright outlook for the Republican landslide midterm elections, we are engaged, I have no doubt, in what will be a fierce battle against the evil of the Marxist Dems, who are driving the agenda of the puppet Biden presidency, and evidence of that evil seems to be everywhere. Just look at what the politically corrupt Justice Department is doing to hundreds and hundreds of our fellow citizens who demonstrated on Capitol Hill on January 6. And yes, some of them did riot, and some of them trespassed in the Capitol, and some of them broke laws, and they deserve to be held accountable for their crimes. But the far larger, far more serious crimes that are being committed now should be our focus. Outrageous violations of citizens' rights by the corrupt Justice Department and the FBI. Incarceration, abuse of rights, prison without bond or bail, and without charge. And all the while, an indifference to the plight of these political prisoners. No reporter is doing a better job of covering these outrages and injustices than Julie Kelly, author, reporter, and great American. Julie writes for American Greatness, and she's the author of the book January 6, How Democrats Use the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Let's begin with the January 6 committee itself, delaying a hearing, an obvious split on that committee, the chairman of which says there will be no criminal referrals of President Trump. Well, it's unfortunate because I was actually looking forward to the testimony of Jeffrey Rosen, the former acting attorney general in Trump, uh, the waning weeks or month or so of Trump's presidency. Um, it's interesting that he won't be testifying, and I wonder why they want to question Jeffrey Rosen about the uh, attempts to overturn the election and get the Justice Department involved in investigating election fraud, which, of course, William Barr refused to do. And so did Jeffrey Rosen. More importantly, I would like to pressure, see someone ask Jeffrey Rosen what he knew about FBI involvement on January 6th. Of course, as acting attorney general, he's oversees the FBI. Um, so it, it's a little bit curious that uh, that he begged off and that the uh, committee won't be hearing his public testimony. It doesn't look like anytime soon. And then they tried to peddle, they, the committee and the staff, tried to peddle the idea that it was a new development and it was something breaking and uh, immensely important. Uh, and then we find out not a, none of the above. This is really a committee that I think is coming, I think... It, there is this possibility, is what I should say, the possibility that they're coming to terms with their own absurdity. I really believe they're so delusional that they really thought they could run this uh, this farce again, as they have so many times, whether it be just an FBI investigation, the special counsel, two impeachments. They thought they could just play that out again, and the and the and the public would suck it up, uh, and the public is uh, <laughs> doing anything but. They're not. They're not willing consumers now. No, not at all. And, I, you know, their primetime theater last Thursday certainly did not draw the attention of the American people that they 
thought that it would, no matter how hard they tried and met with all the network executives. And, uh, you know, of course, this was aired all across the country on major uh, broadcast networks and cable, except for Fox. Um, And so then they had another hearing on Monday that completely bombed. Um, And so instead of continuing on this downward spiral, the American people are more worried about how to pay for filling up their gas tank and what's happening at the southern border, what's happening in the major cities right next to them. Um, they see that this charade is a complete waste of time and money and certainly not producing the bombshells that this committee uh, promised that it would. And at the same time, um, you know, not really providing any new facts to the American people while they conceal evidence that would show exactly what happened that day. Um, and so I think that this is why perhaps they decided to, uh, to to delay this for a number of reasons. Not that anything explosive was going, but that they discovered because there's nothing there. It seems possible to me again that what we're witnessing is the implosion of the committee itself, uh, that it is melting down uh, in, in a in a paroxysm of, of self-awareness suddenly about their absurd, absurdly low chances of bringing any kind of uh, uh, important uh, development to the American public. That's never been their purpose. It's been to get Donald Trump, to indict Donald Trump, to uh, block him from public office, to block him uh, from uh, restoring uh, the Trump presidency in 2024. Uh, but, but this this committee instead has reawakened uh, awareness amongst those who were first knew that uh, there was a guy named Ray Epps, that there were FBI agents, informants, and sources all over Capitol Hill that day. Mm-hmm. And they're reminding people that, yes, President Trump did offer the National Guard. And Nancy Pelosi uh, and the House leadership are the ones who chose not to have it there. Those questions loom large and much bigger than anything that they even want to talk about, don't you think? Oh, for sure. And, you know, if this were a fact-finding mission, we would have seen witness testimony clips from not Ivanka Trump, but we would have seen testimony from Christopher Wray explaining exactly what the FBI did before January 6th and on that day. Not just FBI informants and uh, agents, which, of course, the American people are definitely entitled to learn about, but also any intelligence that the FBI claimed to have had and why they didn't notify their law enforcement partners that there could be violence, that there were going to be people there uh, seeking to, what, attack the Capitol, storm the Capitol, that they were going to have weapons. Why didn't the FBI have that intelligence? And if they did, why didn't they share it with their partners? Um, Why did Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police Board, uh, controlled by the Sergeant-at-Arms for both the House and Senate, why did they reject numerous requests from the then chief of police, Stephen Sund, who starting on January 4th asked the Capitol Police Board to allow him uh, or to authorize the use of National Guardsmen. They rejected that for two days. And Lou, even that afternoon, as the chaos was unfolding, Stephen Sund was desperately on the phone with Paul Irving, the House Sergeant-at-Arms working for Nancy Pelosi, and Michael Stenger, the Sergeant-at-Arms for Mitch McConnell, um, begging for to find some sort of way to authorize the deployment of guardsmen who had been at the armory 
early that morning, I actually talked to a DC guardsman who said that he was at the DC armory or at the armory at six o'clock that morning waiting to be deployed. They weren't deployed till after five o'clock that afternoon when most of the chaos had already subsided in most of the Capitol grounds. And of course, the building had been evacuated. So why the delays? Why can't we see the surveillance video? Why is Nancy Pelosi's office, all of her records and communications and documents, why are they off limits, as Benny Thompson, the chairman of the committee, said? Um, there's more cover up here than there is any sort of evidence, much like we saw with Russia collusion. Right. right. So the whole idea of the Russia collusion public um, theater was to cover up exactly what happened behind the scenes. That is precisely what's happening, happening with this. And there isn't a single image uh, anywhere in the video that is uh, as striking, as as awful, uh, as shocking as uh, the Capitol Hill lieutenant firing a handgun at Ashley Babbitt unarmed as she comes through a window. Uh, it, it's, it's sickening, uh, and we know that justice has not been done. There's not even been an investigation, uh, and he has been given a free pass in an era in which free passes are not handed out. Uh, your thoughts? It's absolutely right. Um, the idea, this committee uh, has not even mentioned Ashley Babbitt's name. They have not mentioned the name of Roseanne Boylan or Kevin Greeson or Benjamin Phillips, the other three Trump supporters who died on January 6th, also as a result of excessive force by police, law enforcement, D.C. Metro and Capitol Police that day. Not only have they shamefully ignored the deaths of four Trump supporters, four Americans, they have misled the American people into believing that police officers died that day. They continue to lie that Officer Brian Sicknick, age 42 years old, was killed by Trump supporters on January 6th. Right. Uh, he unfortunately suffered a stroke at the age of 42. We found that out in April of 2021. But everyone from Joe Biden to Capitol Police to House Democrats on this committee continue to lie that Brian Sicknick was killed that day. His girlfriend sat behind the two witnesses on um, Thursday night, his ex-girlfriend, I should say, to give away some sort of image or optics that he, that Brian Sicknick died because of, uh, as a result of the protest that day, complete fabrication. So while they overlook and ignore the deaths, the execution of Ashley Babbitt, the deaths of three other Trump supporters, three Americans, they lie that police officers died. This is just one huge falsehood about what uh, what's coming out of this committee and even coming out of this White House. And it's it, it is it's shameful that this this kind this level of disinformation would be carried out still by the Biden administration, uh, the, the Capitol Hill leadership of the Democratic Party. This isn't an accident. This isn't just simply uh, carelessness or sloppy uh, language uh, on the part of these officials. This is quite intentional and directed at a disinformation campaign about all that happened on January 6th. That's exactly right. It is intentional. They know full well that those police officers... Lou, they're trying to assign alleged suicides of officers who 
reportedly killed themselves in June and July of 2021. They're trying to attribute, this is how shameless, this is how contemptible these people are. They're going to use alleged suicides. We don't know anything about the facts of the suicides, what prompted these officers to kill themselves. If they did kill themselves, we don't, you can't trust anything coming out of either one of these uh, police departments. But yet they are shamefully using these suicides and Brian Sicknick's death of a stroke to promote their political lies. That's right. how, you know, every time you think they can't go lower, they find a new subfloor because they have no soul. They have no integrity. They will do anything not to destroy Donald Trump. This reaches far beyond Donald Trump now. This is to drive a stake in the heart of the entire MAGA movement. Uh, you know, the 72, 73 million Americans who voted for Trump and who plan to go to the polls this November and overwhelmingly elect Republicans to take over Congress. That's what this is about. It far exceeds anything solely related to Donald Trump. It, it has it's occurred with just about every other issue they've taken on, the radical Dems, uh, in the last uh, 17, 18 months. It, it's all blows, it always blows up in their face uh, and really adds only to the momentum of the wave election that's uh, surely coming in November. Uh, it, it's beginning to look like the the, the Marxist Dems who uh, are the puppet masters of this president uh, in the White House have really run out of options uh, other than to start looking to 2024 because this thing is almost to the point where I would have to say this thing being the campaign is really sort of baked right now. The outcome all, all but assured uh, that it will be a landslide for Republicans. And these people on this committee are open to an extraordinary levels of investigation uh, and a, a return, if you will, of the favor of uh, persecution for political purposes, should the Republicans so desire. I hope they desire such, because it is time we had a countervailing influence to the evil of this uh, this Democrat Party. This has gone beyond anything like dirty tricks. This is a this is an evil and directed uh, uh, initiative on the part of the Marxist Dems uh, to destroy to destroy this the political system, the two party system, uh, and frankly take down the Supreme Court, the electoral system. Yes. They're making no secret of their agenda. <laughs> Here's what's so funny, Lou. I guess I have to find humor, right, when I can, because otherwise. Absolutely. <laughs> um, to hear Jamie Raskin, who has claimed now for almost 18 months that the attempt to delay the certification of the Electoral College is tantamount to insurrection, domestic terrorism, you, makes you a traitor. But now he wants to eliminate the Electoral College. So which is it? You have to destroy the Constitution to save the Constitution. Like, is it so important that, I mean, they can't even keep up with their own narrative, right? They can't even right. keep up with their own stupidity. Um, so that's what you and I are here for, to remind the American people how deceptive and stupid these people are. Um, but look, Lou, unfortunately, and uh, you follow me on Twitter and you know that I've been talking about this. This is all to create public and political justification for what I believe the DOJ, D.C., U.S. Uh, Attorney Matthew Graves, who's handling all of the cases related to January 6th, that he will bring, he will indict 
Donald Trump for either conspiracy or obstruction of an official proceeding sometime before Election Day in November. This could be the October surprise. Um, and along with this indictment, the Democrats will then be able to accuse other Republican lawmakers, senators, and of course, every House member who's up for re-election, that they somehow aided and abetted either this conspiracy or Trump's attempt to uh, obstruct justice that day, an official proceeding. That's really where I think this is headed. There's no reason why the DOJ wouldn't pursue these charges because right now they are completely rogue, unaccountable, corrupt department, no restraints by the courts, no restraints by the media, no restraints by Republicans on Capitol Hill. So this will satisfy the long uh, bloodlust that uh, the left has for Donald Trump. That you have millions of Americans in the Democratic Party who want nothing more than to see Donald Trump in handcuffs. This will be their last chance to do that. And and then one steps back and says, well, why do they want to see him in handcuffs? What has he done? We, we know this. Surely we know that three years of FBI investigations, two years of a special counsel investigation, almost two years, uh -huh. impeachments, two impeachments, never before in the history of our country have we seen such a thing. We know that the FBI was pursuing and persecuting and framing uh, members of the of uh, the Trump organization as early as July of uh, 2016. Mm -hmm. And they persist to this very day. Uh, we're entering a seventh, a seventh year of political persecution of Donald Trump. And they have not laid a glove on him. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. Uh, and he's been charged with every level of nonsense by these radical Dems, these Marxist Dems, uh, and their deep state uh, allies. When are the American people going to say enough is enough and demand that these rhino leaders of the Republican Party say, you know, this will not stand, it will not pass, shut down this committee, and for God's sake, try, try just for a while to do the right thing and to be Americans instead of ideologues and the Marxist uh, you know, authors of just more persecution. Well, you know, you wonder how uh, the announcement of Trump being indicted on either or both of those charges will go over with the American people. I mean, I think that in a way they want to announce those charges to cause people to hold more rallies and protests similar to January 6th. And then you could say, see, look, they're cult members. They're insurrectionists. They still defend this president no matter what criminal conduct he is engaged in. Um, but to your point, we're entering year seven. People like Adam Schiff, who, of course, is on this committee, led the first impeachment, uh, helped promote the Russia collusion hoax in his position on the House Intelligence Committee. Um, so they have created, they've ginned up this expectation for almost seven years that Donald Trump is going to be in an orange jumpsuit at some point. Uh, if they don't do that now, they never will. So they've created this expectation. And if they don't deliver now, finally, they're going to pay political price from their own voters for not charging Donald Trump. They I, almost have to do it. I just don't think that there is an expectation on the, on the part of the American people any longer. And I think that may play to why they postponed today's meeting uh, hearing. And that is because people are saying 
quite with their with their remotes and their their computers that they're not interested in this hearing. There's been absolutely nothing new come forward. And the expectation, Adam Schiff for two years said he had seen evidence of Russian collusion on the part of President Trump. Adam Schiff is a liar. He is a a Marxist ideologue, uh, and he is an absolute uh, despicable uh, public servant. He's a liar. Through and through, the man has no credibility with anyone, including his own party. Jamie Raskin, these are the two principles of impeachment uh, nirvana for the the Marxist left. And they couldn't get anything done. And they can puff up and act as self-important, pompous, and uh, uh, self-righteous as they want. But they are lower than snake bellies. These are cretins. And they deserve, they deserve whatever... Uh, ill befalls them. This is just disgusting conduct on the part of the Democratic Party. Yeah, but, so... but Lou, this is supported by the Democrat, the base of the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, we know what Adam Schiff is. We know what Jamie Raskin is. We know what Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi is. They're supporters. They're, but Adam Schiff is a, is a hero to the Democratic Party. He did he did as much as he possibly could to take down Donald Trump. He did everything he can. He's still trying at it. They want results. I mean, we could sit here and talk all all day long, all year long about who these people are, and we could list out every single lie and deception that they perpetrated against the American people. We could talk about Adam. We may need more we may need more time than that if we're gonna go after all of it. A few lifetimes. Um, But this is not the understanding of their base. This is not the understanding of half the country. You still have polls coming out that the overwhelming majority of Democratic voters still think that Donald Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin in 2016 to steal the election. This is their mindset. So they also think that Donald Trump incited a deadly insurrection, uh, an armed coup on January 6th. So we can only blame Democratic leaders so much. It is millions of our countrymen who continue to not be duped, to be uh, active partners in what people like Adam Schiff are doing. Um, And so let's make sure we also lay blame on our countrymen who are, will stop at nothing to try to destroy the other side with, with whom they disagree. Yeah. And, and that means that we have to lay blame squarely on the corporations that own media outlets, whether yeah. it be ABC, CBS, CNN, uh, MSNBC, uh, ABC News. CB- I mean, the list goes on. Of course, Disney. Uh, these are these are corporations that are despicable because they are carrying out left wing agendas uh, it, through their uh, corporatist elite structures. The only people who are culpable here. The, the principal liar and author of Russia collusion and all that followed that in the political persecution uh, of Donald Trump is none other than Hillary Rodham Clinton and the Democratic National Committee, the Clinton campaign, the deep state. The FBI has known from the outset that that dossier upon which they tried to base the well, they did succeed uh, in uh, basing a persecution and a special counsel on that dossier, I mean, all of that was hokum from the beginning, and everybody in the FBI leadership knew it, and I suspect most in middle management of the FBI and Department of Justice knew it. Don't you? 
Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the whole idea that the FBI was caught off guard, you know, we heard this during the trial of Michael Sussman, that, you know, they were just kind of duped by Michael Sussman, didn't really tell Jim Baker, Obaloni, they were all in it 100%. Um, You know, Jim Comey knew about it. He knew the dossier was garbage. Uh, By the way, he's disappeared, hasn't he? He sure Well, for that, I guess we can be lucky that he stopped tweeting and giving interviews and everything else. But look, Lou, I wrote about this in American Greatness last week. This is the same collaboration behind January 6th that we saw Russia collusion. The U.S. Department of Justice, the Democrats and the media, the same interests that gave us the biggest fraud until January 6th, the biggest fraud perpetrated on the American people, the Russia collusion, are also bringing us January 6th. So this is why it's an inside job. This is why Democrats just aren't lucky that there was, you know, this four hour disturbance on the Capitol and they just happened to be weaponizing it, criminalizing it 18 months later. This was planned from the start from the same people, unaccountable people, we have to emphasize, uh, to produce the events of January 6th. And I have to give Senator Cruz credit. Uh, He talking to the FBI official that was sent over by remote uh, to testify to the to the Senate, she came across as just a complete tool and uh, a, a bit of an idiot. But she did her job. She refused to answer a single question about how many uh, how many agents did you have uh, on Capitol Hill that day of January 6th? Uh, and how many were instigating violent acts? How many of them were instigating crimes? How many of them uh, were there? Why don't we have answers to any of those questions? Well, look, uh, I'll give Ted Cruz credit for confronting Jill Sanborn um, during that uh, testimony in January of this year. But where have they been ever since? Ted Cruz and his Senate colleagues and his House uh, in-house members should be screaming from the rafters every single day demanding to know how many FBI undercover agents and informants were involved in January 6th, why Jill Sanborn, the FBI uh, chief you're referring to, why she refused to answer how many agents or undercover, um, or excuse me, undercover agents or informants either provoked or participated in violent conduct that day. She didn't answer the question. They should be following up every week. We demand to know. We want answers. No. What you have the FBI is going to Capitol Hill now asking for a $537 million raise next year. And you have U.S. senators like Lindsey Graham sitting there telling Chris Ray that's not a big enough raise for them to get next year. Yeah. This is what we're up against. Yeah, Lindsey so, Graham, by the way, the, the people of South Carolina, they really owe America an apology. He needs to really get back to private life where I'm sure he'd be an immense success. <laughs> well, I think there are most Republican senators who um, not only have been complicit in helping to cover up this up, what's happened January 6th, but also more shamefully, completely silent on the political persecution of members of their own party. And of yes. course, this refers to the political prisoners, many of whom have been held for over a year, denied bail. The same DOJ delays their trials, withholds evidence. We have not heard a peep out of Republicans in the U.S. Senate who are outraged about that. If this were happening on the other side, Lou, you had a Republican White House and a Republican DOJ holding Democrat protesters in the same way. The first people who would be screaming would be people like Lindsey Graham and Ben Sass, 
and Mitt Romney and that class of fools. Instead, they have not said a word. And it's not like they don't know about it. They know about it because they probably hear from their constituents. Um, they read it in the new, they read it on, uh, you know, sites like American Greatness. They don't care because they're cowards and they're complicit. And shame on them for sitting on the sidelines while this travesty is unfolding right before our very eyes. It is, it's appalling. Uh, and to think, you know, thank you again for your coverage of January 6th and keeping the the issue and the tragedy of January 6th and those political prisoners uh, in front of the in front of the public because I, frankly without you I, I the reporting would be scant indeed well Lou on Wednesday afternoon um, the head of the Patriot Freedom Project a woman who started this fund all on her own um, because there was no fund to help with legal costs or family costs she is holding a press conference on Capitol Hill um, she has about six Republican House members, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert, uh, the same few who keep standing up uh, to talk about the political prisoners and what's happening. You should have 200 plus House members. You should have every one of the 50 Republican senators joining this cause. They are MIA. On that hopeful note, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do as I always do. We give our guests the, the last word, Julie, as you know. Uh, your concluding thoughts. Well, my thought is, um, you know, for people to just keep following this and more importantly, Lou, to what we're talking about, push your Republican lawmakers uh, and senators when they take over control uh, early next year, that they need to use this committee to retaliate, to do the same, if not more, to the uh, liars in Congress and um, uh, to try to hold them uh, accountable and expose the truth, finally expose the truth about really hap what happened on January 6th uh, in leading up to that day, because the American people will be shocked if we ever get the truth. Julie Kelly, because of you, we do get the truth, uh, and we appreciate it so much with all of your reporting and American greatness. Uh, uh, keep up the great work. We thank you for being with us today, and as always, God bless you, Julie. You too, Lou. Thanks for helping me cover this story. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on The Great America Show today. Tomorrow, our guest will be former Defense Department official, attorney, and great American, Cash Patel. That's here tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, God bless you, and God bless America.